Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you listened last Saturday, you heard me talk about a little format change to the Saturday show. I absolutely will still be answering your questions, just fewer questions each Saturday, and we'll start the show with a few shorter things that have been on my mind that maybe couldn't be a standalone episode lengthwise, but... I still feel are very important. One of the things we're going to be talking about today is when you tell yourself, I just don't care, right? You have clear goals or something that you have said you will do, but in the moment of decision-making, you tell yourself, I don't really care. I don't even care. I used to do that all the time. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to share an interaction I had with someone who is struggling with that and the strategies that I suggested. We'll talk about that and a few other things. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? Oh, a really inspiring thing that I heard this week that is helping me execute, especially when I'm not in the mood to do the thing. And then a handful of questions. But we're also, of course, going to give something away today because it is Saturday. Haven't done this in a long time. If you've been listening for a while, you know that this is one my husband, Chris, does not like giving away because we go through it real fast around here, <laughs> like frighteningly fast, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but we're going to give away Edge. I did an entire episode on Edge, what it is, why I love it. It's a, it's a drink mix. It's a powder that you mix with water. I did a whole episode on it that I will link in the show description if you want to check it out. But I current it's currently basically all I drink other than plain water. And I don't even drink a lot of plain water because at this phase of pregnancy, that just doesn't really appeal to me. I used to, prior to this pregnancy, drink it at least twice a day. Now I literally drink it all day long. Like it's the first thing I drink in the morning because I don't do coffee right now. I just have an aversion to coffee, which is super sad. But <laughs> anyway, uh, and I, I drink it all day, literally. There's three all natural ingredients. The cool thing about this is that it's calorie free. It's sugar free. It's caffeine free. There's no artificial flavors, colors, sweeteners, any of that. So I'm not doing caffeine while pregnant so that makes it huge. There's three different natural fruit extracts in it. One of them is palm fruit, P-A-L-M, palm fruit, and it really helps with focus and mood. 
there is something called BDNF. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. BDNF stands for brain-derived nootropic factor. And if you have ever seen this, this class of supplements called nootropics, they help with focus and creativity and mood. And there's other natural things that stimulate this BDNF in our brain that helps us with mood and creativity and focus and stimulates the growth of neurons. So palm fruit is one of the ingredients in Edge. It's been shown to increase BDNF by about 20%, actually over 20%. When BDNF is low, that's when we see things like depression and brain fog, right? So this boosts BDNF. Then it also has mango leaf. Mango leaf is associated with stimulating the brain patterns, brainwave patterns that are associated with like flow state. This is one of the ingredients that has an effect that you feel pretty fast for most people within 10 to 30 minutes. For some people, you know, you got to give it a week or two to, to feel that effect. But, but most people say that they feel that more engaged, kind of easier to get into flow state pretty quickly. And then lastly, lychee. Lychee is associated with an increase in metabolism, a decrease in cortisol, the stress hormone, specifically targeting the, the stubborn belly fat area because there's different kinds of cell receptors there that respond to this lychee extract. So we see appetite control, higher energy, um, and some positive changes in metabolism. So that is what we are giving away today. The cool thing is that later today, if you're listening to this in the morning when it airs, there's a new flavor of Edge launching. Right as of this morning and in the last year, it's only been a watermelon flavor. Now I dilute mine heavily. So I do one scoop of powder and instead of like eight to 10 ounces of water, I probably do 20 to 24 ounces of water because I like a more mild flavor. My husband is different. He likes it more concentrated so you can kind of make it according to your own palate. But there is a new flavor that I can't say yet, but it is launching today, probably around noon to one Eastern time. So check that out. But if you win today, you can pick if you want the new flavor or the existing watermelon flavor. So all that info and the episode that I've done on it before with all the details and the science geek out stuff, I'll put in the show description. All right, let's get into today's show. The first thing I wanted to do is talk about an exchange that I had inside the Primal Potential Facebook group because I feel that most of us, if not all of us, can relate to this. So somebody posted, and this is a public post, so I'm not putting them on blast here. They put it in the Primal Potential Facebook group. Where there's about 8,000 of us. Please join us there. It's a great community. Anyway, this person said, personal and public accountability moment. In the evenings, I experience, quote, this is like thought bubble. I know this isn't the best choice, but I don't care. I don't have I'll start tomorrow, Monday, next month thoughts. I just have, I don't have just this little bit won't hurt. None of those. Just I don't care. From listening to the podcast, I know that this is immature thinking. I just can't figure out how to get past this. I've tried pausing. I've tried drinking water. I even went through all of Elizabeth's consistency questions last night. I answered everyone with, I know, but I don't care. This is so frustrating. I replied to her, and I want to share my thoughts on this because 
I used to have the I don't even care moments a lot, especially if I was really tired, especially if I had a stressful day at work, especially if I was emotional. And there was probably certain times of the month where that became even more common. Like, I don't even care. I just don't care. And I could, in a moment, convince myself, like, I'll be fat for the rest of my life. I'll be in debt for the rest of my life. I don't care. I don't care. But what I suggested she start with, and what I had to really practice, is what else is true? That's not the only truth. I don't care is not the full story. And I told her, I said, you do care or this wouldn't be upsetting you, right? If it was really true that you didn't care, if that was the full story, the whole truth, you wouldn't be posting this. You wouldn't be frustrated. You wouldn't be trying solutions like asking questions about consistency or pausing or drinking water. You wouldn't try. So you have to get in a practice. Drinking water does not help you with a story of I don't care, right? Of course. You have to get in a practice of asking yourself, what else is true? I feel like I actually do care. Even in this moment, I don't care. There's more to how I feel. There's more to what decisions I make than how I feel in this moment. For example, when you wake up in the morning, your alarm goes off and you have to go to work, you really don't care (laughs) about your job in that moment, right? In that moment, all you care about is more sleep when you hit snooze. But there's more to how you feel and what you want and what matters than that moment. Which is why we get out of bed even though we don't want to and we put on our clothes even though we don't want to and we go to work because there is more to it than I don't even care about my stupid job. There's always more than I don't care. It's not that I don't care is untrue in that moment You don't care because you aren't thinking about all the reasons you do care. But that's where a question like, what else is true here? When I was frustrated about this yesterday, why was I frustrated? Because I'm keeping myself from what? Because the pattern I want to have is what? The other thing that I suggested is practicing what exists between all and nothing. So this person was saying, you know, in the evenings, I know this isn't the best choice, but I don't care. All right, well, it's not either I make this choice that isn't the best choice or I don't make that choice at all. There's, there's a spectrum, right? So let's pretend for a second that the I know this isn't the best choice decision is ice cream. And you're thinking, I don't even care. I don't even care. Well, it's not either I have ice cream or I, know I don't have ice cream. There's a spectrum, right? You can have a pint of ice cream. You can have a scoop of ice cream. You can have a bowl of ice cream. You can have Ben and Jerry's. You can have Halo Top. Halo Top, for those of you that don't know, is like a higher protein, lower calorie ice cream. There's so many options. You could do uh, homemade whipped cream and berries instead of ice cream. You could have something else. So not only is is it an opportunity for you to explore what else is true, because I don't care is one piece of the momentary truth, but certainly not the whole truth. But it's also an opportunity to explore what lives between all and nothing. This is not just a food thing. When I sit down to work and I know that I have to finish XYZ project, but I don't want to, it's not either I finish it or I don't. 
maybe I can work on it for seven minutes. And I set a seven minute timer and then I take a five minute break and I reevaluate. Can I do two more minutes? Can I do 10 more minutes? There's always a span of options between, and to go back to, she said, you know, I know from listening to the podcast, this is immaturity. One of the things that maturity looks like is getting in a rhythm of exploring what lives between those options. She responded to me and she said, you're right, I do care very much. And during the day, I have no problem remembering that. But she said, you know, later in the day, I don't remember. And I suggested, don't rely on yourself to, quote, remember. The goal is not to remember that you care. Because remembering implies that it kind of happens automatically. Like, I remember how to get to my kid's doctor's appointment, which means I don't have to pull up instructions and be deliberate about how to get there. You're not going to remember and have it come to your mind automatically, certainly not at first. So instead of hoping to remember or trying to remember, commit to reminding yourself, right? I don't hope to remember the things I need to do today. I have a process for writing them down and then sitting with my change makers journal every evening to figure out what I'm going to work on the following day. I don't try to remember things that are important to me. I put them in the calendar. I write them down. I give myself reminders. Don't hope to remember. All right, totally different topic, but I wanted to bring it up here. It was just something I saw on social that has been encouraging me this week. It's a quote from Shane Parrish that says, remarkable results go to the person who can do ordinary things when they don't feel like doing them. Remarkable results go to the person who can do ordinary things when they don't feel like doing them. You don't have to do extraordinary things. It's the ordinary things and doing them when you don't feel like it, when you feel like you don't have time, when you tell yourself you don't, you don't care, when you're not in the mood, when you're unmotivated. It's the ordinary things that you do when you don't feel like it. Last night we had family dinner and we decided to do it at our house instead of going out. So we, uh, we did Thai food and Chris ordered this like mango fried rice. My mom ordered pad Thai and I really wanted pad Thai, but I also am committed to eating a certain way. So I wasn't going to do the noodles, even though I really wanted to, I did not want to get a stir fry with just meat and veggies or a salad with chicken. But it's just an ordinary thing, doing it when I don't want to do it, that over time will produce extraordinary results. Here's the thing, though. You don't have to commit to that for life, for a month. You just have to commit to it in the next moment you're in. So somebody had posted in the Primal Potential Facebook group recently, and they were saying that they... They want to kick their sugar habit, but they're not there yet. And they wanted to hear from people who have done that successfully and what kind of finally made the difference and and made you kick it once for all. And what I shared that's true for me is that I don't see it as like a kicked it once and for all kind of thing. I don't think about it in the long term. I think about what am I able and willing to do today? What do my choices today look like? And some days, like Roman's first birthday is coming up. On that day, that's absolutely going to include a cupcake. 
that does not mean that I haven't cooked sugar, kicked sugar or that I have had a slip or a slide or a problem or a screw up. It's an intentional decision. But today, for example, I know that my breakfast was going to be avocado toast. I get this like, because I'm counting carbs, which I never do, but as I've shared, I'm doing it in this pregnancy because there are certain numbers of protein and carb that are associated with lower risks of preterm labor and lower risks of preeclampsia in multiple pregnancies. Like, you know, multiple as in you're having more than one baby at a time. Uh, So I knew that this was my breakfast today. I know what my lunch is ahead of time. I know what my dinner is ahead of time. I have a strategy. I know what my snacks are. I know that I actually need to go to the grocery store at some point, which works out today because Chris is home, and pick up a couple things for my snacks. But I know that if I need a snack beforehand, it's going to be pistachios. It's going to be string cheese. That is defined for today. That does not mean that I'm not having sugar for the next week or for the next month or ever again. I have a strategy that I execute just for today. That doesn't mean that I necessarily want to. Chris might bring home ice cream. Chris might suggest XYZ. My mom could bring over cookies, any number of things. But just for today, I execute that. Just for today. Ordinary things when you don't feel like doing them. That's how you get remarkable results. All right, let's get into your questions, and then we will give away Edge, and you get to choose if you want the new flavor or the existing one, which is like a watermelon. I literally have a tall glass of it in front of me right now, and it's my second class of the day, and it's eight in the morning. All right, your questions. I love when you send your questions as well, so you can DM me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton, or you can email me, but uh, I love answering your questions. Okay, this first question is an interesting one. It says, what would the golden rules of carbs and weight maintenance be? So the the golden rules of carbs and fat loss is an episode that I did, episode 195, the golden rules of carbs and fat loss. And this person is asking, well, if those are the golden rules of carbs for fat loss, what are the golden rules of carbs for weight maintenance? And the answer is, it's going to be different for everybody, right? It's absolutely going to be different for everybody. I'll tell you what it is for me. I'm not in a weight maintenance phase right now. I'm, I'm gaining weight at a real aggressive clip here, pregnant with twins. Um, for me, it, it looks about the same. Fat loss and maintenance. Because what happens for me, and this might not be true for you, is that I don't, when I'm losing weight and I'm getting closer and closer to my goal weight, it's not like the weight keeps pouring off and all of a sudden I get to a point where I'm like, oh no, I better eat more or the weight is going to keep falling off and I don't want that. What happens for me is as I get closer to like a lean weight for me and my frame, lean-ish, my weight loss slows dramatically. So if I just keep doing what I've been doing, my weight stays about the same. Now, that's what's true for me. There are a lot of individual factors like your carb tolerance. Some people have a much higher tolerance for carbohydrates. Some people have a much lower tolerance. Your activity level is a huge factor here. Of course, people who have a higher activity level can consume more carbs without seeing 
first of all, dips in energy, uh, weight gain, water retention, things like that. Also, your hormonal health. If you have any degree of hormonal imbalance, you can see more challenges with carb consumption. Also, the quality of carbs, right? It's not, we can't just talk about it, and that's with the golden rules, we're, we're talking about quality, but when we talk about weight maintenance, you know, there's a huge difference between you added in Sour Patch Kids and you added in sweet potato or blueberries, right? Very, very, very different. It's not a problem, though, that I can't tell you it looks like this for maintenance because your body is going to give you your answer via your energy, via what's happening with your body composition, via what's happening with your body weight. Your body is going to give you that feedback. So when you get to a point of maintenance, and don't try to figure it out before then because there's no reason, um, you, you just don't need to like use your mental energy imagining what it might look like for you. But when you get there, you can make some small changes and see what happens. And I really do mean small changes. So you have to be familiar with episode 195 to, to know what I mean here. But maybe when you're eating carbohydrates, you add a little bit more if you feel like you need to in order to maintain your weight or you just want to see what happens. You can increase the serving size of whatever you're having and or, I probably wouldn't do both at the same time, but you could add a carbohydrate source at a different time of the day and see what happens. You are paying attention over time to things like your energy, your hunger, your body weight, your body composition. You don't need to sweat it because your body is going to give you your answers. All right, let's see here. What does Roman eat? I'm struggling with my kids. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, Roman is my son. He's 11 months old. We started him on solids about six months old. We never did purees. We did what's called uh, baby-led weaning. And essentially what that means is Roman has, since six months, been eating what we eat, just cut in a way that it's safe for him. Uh, so I wouldn't give him a blueberry. I would smash it and give him a blueberry. And we wouldn't start with that. Like we started with things like avocado cut into slices that he could hold in his hand. Um, but yeah, Roman eats what we eat 90 to 95% of the time. This morning, for example, he had for breakfast sausage, egg, and blueberries. Uh, last night, I said we got Thai food. Whatever I eat, I give some of it to him. So I had a stir fry. I gave him a piece of chicken, a piece of broccoli, some rice. I didn't have the rice. It ended up being too spicy for him. So I grabbed a piece of string cheese and then he had some of what Chris was eating, uh, some of the seafood and veggies that Chris had in his meal. Um, but even at six months, if I'm having avocado toast, he is too. I just cut it in a long strip for him. When we have steak, he has steak. When we have spaghetti squash, he has spaghetti squash. We do keep some easy things on hand that, you know, I don't necessarily eat like unsweetened applesauce, uh, which he really loves. But I also keep Greek yogurt on hand for me. That's an easy one that he really likes. Let's see, yesterday for lunch, he had uh, leftover prime rib from Easter and asparagus and some orange slices. So yeah, he eats what we eat. There, there are some times where we've like made him 
ravioli or mac and cheese just to see if he would enjoy something like that more than some of the things that we have. Uh, but I don't, I rarely make something just for him. Um, this is an interesting question for me of all people. How do you approach your wardrobe in a fat loss phase versus a growing pregnancy phase? Well, let me first say I am not a fashionista at all. Like, uh, if somebody were to come and look at my wardrobe, they would be mightily unimpressed. <laughs> let's, let's start there. In pregnancy, 95% of the time, I'm wearing joggers or sweats and a sweatshirt. Um, as it gets warmer, it'll probably be like joggers and a t-shirt. I am not, uh, you know, I, I work from home, so that makes it a little bit different. But I do have for maternity, I have two or three pairs of maternity jeans. I have a couple of skirts. I have one dress. I have some tank tops, just staples. I am not somebody who feels like I need to have a maternity wardrobe. My answer would probably be different if I worked in a corporate environment, but this is my answers and that's what they're asking. I don't know what other people do. And then in terms of fat loss, I was working in a corporate environment uh, while losing 100 plus pounds. I never was like, oh, I'm down 50 pounds. I need a new wardrobe. Because I knew I was still losing, I would just buy staples. And the thing is, I got a lot more runway out of shirts. Like I wasn't concerned if a shirt was too big or whatever as much as pants, which were much more challenging. And I'm not a dress person. I've never been a dress person. That's just not my style. Um, so if, if I didn't have any jeans that would fit, I would buy one pair of jeans. And I would buy one pair of like black dress pants. And then when those were too big, I would buy another. So I just picked up kind of staples as I lost weight. And then as soon as they were too big, get them the hell out of the house. Donate them instead of then having options in like every size from eight to, you know, 26. Um, that was key. I did keep one pair of my biggest jeans just because I think it's a cool visual. But uh, yeah, I'm not one to hang on to things like just in case. Nope, 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 nope. Um, but I'm not a fashionista. I'm the wrong person to ask. I mean, literally... I, for the last two months, I've worn joggers and sweats and a sweatshirt every single day. <laughs> and it's usually like one of my husband's sweatshirts at this point. Um, sorry, I'm like a wrong person to ask that question. Last question, kind of pregnancy related. And then we're going to give away Edge. You're going to thank me. You're going to love me for this. Uh, last question, the simple one, just how are you feeling? And for those of you that don't know, pregnant with twins, um... I feel pretty good. I, I can't complain. I mean, I'm extremely tired, but I feel like that's pretty normal and I would be concerned if I wasn't extremely tired growing two babies and, you know, having an 11-month-old that I basically am full-time stay-at-home mom and then trying to run multiple businesses in the margins. I'm really tired. I'm also hungrier than usual. I feel like I'm eating nonstop. Which, you know, for somebody who has struggled with food and weight for most of my life, that makes, at times it makes me uncomfortable. But, you know, it's just another season. I'm not in a weight loss season. I'm not in a fat loss season. I'm, I'm in a grow two babies at once season. And 
I'll deal with the weight after in a very healthy way. And I, and I look forward to that because I have the tools. And yeah, it's, it will be different losing weight after they're born than losing weight a few years ago because a few years ago I could do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted. You know, I, I could go to the gym whenever I wanted. I could cook and meal prep and go out whenever I wanted and, and life will look a lot different. The other thing is I didn't ever know this. I don't know why I didn't know this. I don't know if people don't talk about this, but certainly not something I ever heard. I only ever heard that, oh, if you breastfeed, the weight will fall off. But that's actually not true. It's it's kind of split. Women who breastfeed, some of them do lose the weight really quickly as a result of the caloric demand of breastfeeding. But there's another large group of people who hold on to the weight when breastfeeding because of the hormonal cascade that's going on. Um, and I have been the hold on to the weight while breastfeeding person. So, you know, I'm bigger. Okay. I, I want to make healthy choices every single day, but I'm trying, choosing daily to not get into my head about my weight, especially because twin pregnancy is so different. Like I feel like my arms are bigger, my face is bigger, my butt is bigger, my thighs are bigger. But what I'm reading about multiple pregnancy is that as you get later in the pregnancy, it's just really hard to keep up with the demands of the growing babies and the blood supply and all of that with food for many, many reasons because the demands are high, but also you just can't eat as much. And so the what kind of happens naturally through your appetite is that you increase your body fat stores kind of significantly. Um, for It's not true for everybody, but this is just what I'm reading in the research. Um, in the first and second trimester for the benefit of the third trimester and postpartum. So I'm just, I'm, I'm choosing many times a day to just let it be what it'll be and focus on what's in my control, which is making healthy choices. But look, if I ate 30 minutes ago and I'm hungry now, this is not the season for me to be like, you can wait. No, I'm going to listen to my body's cues, even if it feels like I never stop eating. <laughs> I'm just going to focus on quality most of the time, the majority of the time. All right, let's give away Edge. You get to choose. Do you want the new flavor that is released today, this afternoon? And I'll, again, put the link in the show description. Or if you want the original watermelon flavor, I'll also put the link in the show description to the episode that I did all about the Edge and the science and the details so you can understand kind of what it is. The winner today is In His Grip. Love that. Love that name. This is somebody who left a review of the podcast. That is how you can win. Leave a review of the Primal Potential podcast and you could win whatever it is we give away next week. Edge is like a, a pretty substantial prize, if you ask me. In his grip, email me, Elizabeth, at primalpotential.com. Let me know that you were the winner for episode 978. Include your mailing address and let me know if you want the watermelon or the new flavor. I can't let you know what the new flavor is yet because it doesn't come out for a couple hours now, but you can go to the website and see if you're listening after noontime on the day that this airs. You can win. Just go to leave a review of this podcast. Share it with a friend if you're so inclined. It really helps us out. And I will see you in a few days. Take care. 
Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.